Hey, Ringers, welcome to episode 66. This is going to be a crazy episode because we just slash and crush all the things that your guests will not care about. <gasps> yeah, and guys, this is one of those episodes where Dan and I are going to give our opinions and share things with you, um, and you are totally allowed to disagree with us, but we're sharing our our experiences with it, and we're just having this like super fun, honest conversations about basically the 10 things your guests won't care about. So if you agree with us, if you disagree with us, if you have more to add to this, guys, we are loving the Patreon community that we're, we're building up. We have um, so many great people in there that we are so honored to be a part of the planning process, even if we're yep. just a very small part. Um, if you haven't yet, visit the Patreon, um, patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I, like put a ring on it. Dan, um, do you want to share some stuff about like what they get in there? Yeah, it's really fun. So uh, starting at just two bucks a month, you can help support the show and really take us to a new level um, and being able to spread some of this like positivity and joy and all the like the good love and things that you're feeling from this podcast. We want that to go to everybody else. And we know that like, you know, you guys are all sharing it and all that kind of stuff. And we just want to keep keep putting it out there, keep putting all the good love and joy out there. So for just two bucks a month, um, you can support us, help take things to a new level. And going up from there, there's a couple of different tiers that include things like um uh, monthly hangouts with Danielle and I, uh, behind the scenes access to some uh, videos and and things we record these these episodes with video now, um, and and you can see some of the little silly behind the things behind the scenes things that happen uh, that are not mm -hmm. actually in the podcast. Um, and even yeah, private one on ones with Danielle and I, and access to get your uh, your questions answered, all kinds of stuff. So go on, check it out. Patreon.com, which is P A T R E O N dot com slash P A R O I. Like put a ring on it. Ready? Let's go. Hey, ringers, I'm Danielle. And I'm Dan. This is the Put a Ring on It podcast. We are two wedding pros sharing everything we can about planning a wedding. You ready? Let's do this. Okay. All right, here we are. Episode 66. Mm -hmm. Guys, we're talking about... Oh, is this a triggering episode for some of us today? I don't Spec know. triggered. No. Um, yeah. All right. Wait, first thing we got to say is that like, so this, this episode is titled things your guests won't care about, but 10 things your guests won't care 10 about things your guests won't care about. But that's to say that's not, that's not to be confused with. If you care about them, go for it. We're just saying that like, these are things that your guests, it, it is what it is. They're just probably going to, they're, they're going to look right past it or not really care that much about. So if exactly. Like it, Things that are low it. on their important scale. That's right. Yeah. hundred right. percent. Oh, I don't think we could say that enough, but yeah, I a hundred percent agree. So you ready to jump into this? Oh, one? Just gonna, we're just I'm like excited. going, we're just doing it. We're just hopping right in. Yeah. Okay. So number one, Dan, the number one. Oh wait. Oh, also this is in no particular order. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah. First go flowers in the centerpiece. Don't care about it. <gasps> Guffaw. Guffaw. <laughs> So, right? So, guys, they, your guests don't care what kinds of flowers are in your centerpiece. Um, they, they, it doesn't matter if they're peonies or carnations or roses or baby's breath or whatever, right? Yeah. But, Dan, what do they care about? 
what they do care about is being able to see past the giant structure monstrosity in the middle of the table to the people on the other side of the table, which if uh, you're a Patreon listener and you can see us right now, I was just pretending uh, to look around the imaginary centerpiece that's in the middle of the screen so I can talk to Danielle um, for those of us who are watching on video. And it's really like Danielle's just like, what are you doing? Stop it. No, I thought you were trying to rock out a toot. So no, what you're doing is way better. <laughs> No, it's pretending to like look around the centerpiece. Anyway, yeah, cool. Don't care about anyway, that. yeah, guys, yeah, it's it's what it comes down to, and right, that goes with so much of the other decor that you have and the things like that. But don't stress about what kind of flowers are going to be in your centerpiece or in the bouquets or in the boutonnieres. Are they going to be ranunculus or anemones? Or I'm looking at a centerpiece that's sitting right in front of me, and I'm just pulling things out of that. <laughs> but it, it it's just it's just what it comes down to. So. They do care about how that centerpiece functions yep. with regard to their overall experience for the wedding itself, but they do not care what the flowers specifically are. Oh, pro tip, uh, they will care if there are a crap load of baby's breath because guess what happens when you put a whole lot of baby's breath together in one room? What? It will smell like a horse barn. Oh. Baby's breath does not smell cute. And when you have a lot, like I'm talking an entire centerpiece of baby's breath, it will smell. Oh, interesting. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Pro tip. So, yeah. okay. Number, number two. two. Oh, we've talked about this Guys, one a whole bunch. Have we? Let's talk about it some more. Yeah. The garter and bouquet toss. So, Gone. you know that thing? <laughs> you know that thing when like, you know, the chair comes out and, you know, traditionally the bride sits down and the groom takes off her garter from underneath her dress and it's this like sexy, swanky, now, 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 now. In front of your grandma. Guys, <clears throat> it's okay if you don't do that activity at your wedding. Yep. Right? Yes. 100%. And, and there's ways you can do it if you still are like, oh, but I really want to like toss my bouquet. There's ways you can do it that it isn't really awkward for everyone. Can, can we still... We have been saying this over and over again. Somebody has got to take the bouquet, <laughs> wrap a $100 bill around it, get everybody or maybe just all the single people. No, not even all the single people. Just get everybody out there everybody. and just chuck, just chuck that thing in the middle of the dance floor with a $100 bill wrapped around it and watch what happens. Right. And so what Dan just said there, like you, the, the tradition lies in like, oh, all the single guys come out and then all the single ladies come out. And you, right. We, we're hearing that Beyonce song now. Right. In our head, all the single ladies. But chances are high. Well, I don't even know high, but chances are that many of your guests are already married, guys. Yeah. So suddenly, like, think about your guest list. If everybody's married who are you going to have come out on the dance floor and if two or three people come out on the dance floor oh, wah, yeah energy killer right Buzz yeah. kill. yep yeah everybody is it does not want to be the like one or two people that's out there but i will say like i've seen it a couple times where it's like there's a good group of people on both sides maybe there's like eight to ten twelve fifteen like single people younger wedding whatever and people own it right it's silly it's fun they own they have fun with it but it's only if if it's a younger crowd and there's like a good group, a good amount of people who are going to be out there. If it's like the three right. or four people, everybody just feels awkward. The vibe changes. Yeah. 
And like what happens when like the 15 year old girl catches the bouquet and the like really drunk 20 something groomsman catches the garter and then he has to put the garter on the teenager under ages. Nope, it's bad. Gone. It's just not a good idea. Now I have seen it like, yeah, I've seen it done, you know, where it's just fun and silly and it's just known that everybody's going to get out there. But more often than not, I say it's kind of awkward. And guys, guests, they just want to dance. Yep. You know, like they've seen it, you know, find a new way to do it or find a new something. To, to 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 get that you know bouquet toss in there yeah and if you're using the guard bouquet toss as like a break in dancing for people to go drink or whatever stop it put a slow dance in there <laughs> don't don't like if you're just looking for like a break right if you're just just looking for a break in dancing or to break up the night or whatever put a slow dance in there because i'll tell you from a photographer's perspective i love slow dances because it means all the sweet uh, you know, older people, aunts, uncles, cousins, grandmas, whatever, um, they come out on the dance floor. And that is the perfect time for me to get a picture of them loving on each other that they they probably haven't gotten a picture of, you know, them together recently or in a long time. And it's just a great opportunity for me to get pictures of people who are not necessarily always going to be on the dance floor. Love slow dances. Do them. 100% agreed. Hundo okay. percento. Hundo percent. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Totes my goats. Okay. <laughs> that was one. That was two. On to number three. Trace. <sighs> Trace. Um, and this is one I am a huge advocate against. Oh, okay. Ooh, I'm making a statement here. Um, meaning I don't think they are necessary by any stretch whatsoever. And that is personalized napkins, matches, and favors. So hmm. particularly on the napkin front, um, Napkins, first of all, just about any caterer venue will automatically include cocktail napkins for you. It's not an expense you need to think about or incur unless you're really DIYing absolutely everything. So that's number one. Number two, by nature, these cocktail napkins, like you know what I'm talking about, the little like squares. That have like their Um, hashtag or their name and the wedding date stamped on them, right? Yeah. They are instant garbage. Ooh. right they are something where guests are literally using them wiping their face crumpling them up and then throwing it away that is your money right yep. and i just feel like you can take the money that you might be considering investing into these napkins or whatever and just put it someplace else someplace else where you're gonna just make a bigger bigger impact on the overall experience and just make it go a lot further yep. matches I, I don't get matches. I don't understand it. I think it's an older generation thing. Um, anytime I see matches being personalized and out at a wedding, it always comes from a mom or dad who are like, look, we got matches. It's like, great. Nobody smokes at this wedding. <laughs> look, we got matches. Great. Right? Do you yeah. get it? What? No. I, I don't I, I think that, I think they're like used to be a thing because I, I feel like my dad used to collect matchbooks or something. And maybe that's where it's left over from. But but I, I don't know. I'm not on I'm not on the pulse with that in touch with that. I don't get it. But don't feel like you have to do it. Right. Right. If you see it somewhere, don't feel like you have to do it. And the same goes with like personalized favors. Um, I am totally fine if you skip favors and opt for a cool guest experience or a to-go food or maybe like a photo booth or a a something just to give them a little extra right something that doesn't have your name date and faces etched into the thing forever because what are they gonna do with it right 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 do you have like um i don't know if you collect like the tchotchkes and things from weddings you've gone to um 
but it's just it's a lot i will throw it away as a guest yeah sorry yeah i like food i like food as favors but um or skip favors altogether you could do donations whatever it is but the personalized favor thing is is more about you than it is about them i'll say that and guests don't care about it yeah yeah, I'm just I'm looking down the list and like thinking about all the other stuff that we have coming, and I'm just really excited to just blurt some things out. Uh, so, so you take number four? No, I want to take number five. You take number four again. Okay, okay, I'll take number four, and I think I know why. Okay, so number four: things your guests won't care about open or casual seating. I talk with couples a lot as they're going through the planning process and they're just like, we just want it to be this like great casual <laughs> event um, where people like, it's not assigned seating and, you know, people can just sit where they want or stand where they want and eat. But guys, um, unless your guest list is super small and I'm saying like 20 people or less or 99% millennials, Open seating can be a nightmare for most of your guests. Yep. Um, older generations um, just, they don't know what to do when you say you could just sit anywhere, right? There's this like panic that they have. And now they're starting to like round up their group of people being like, go reserve that table and go reserve this. And it suddenly becomes this like mad dash panic once they find out, right? And all of your aunts, all your aunties and all of your cousins are going to start like placing their bags everywhere and reserving all these things. And it's a chaotic situation that most of your guests don't like. Now, again, I go back to the fact that if your guest list or like a bunch of your friends and super chill and this is how you do all of your parties and this is what they expect, then that makes sense. But I've yet to see it work out well yeah. that someone isn't freaking out about the fact that there's no reserved seats and where, but I need a seat for this. I need to make sure I have like, can you please reserve three tables for me for this thing? And I'm going, I, there's nothing to reserve a table with. It's, oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think maybe because I get the the blunt of it too. Like everybody comes to me as if I've made this grand decision when it's always the couple and I'm always pushing against it. But anyway, <laughs> something I'm passionate about. Can yeah. you tell? Dan, on to number five. Number five. So number five, I'm, I'm going to define this one a little bit. And that is a, a yes. guest book where people are just, just signing their names. So, I don't get that. I, I don't get that one. So I'm going to define a couple things. So there's a few things that I see. One is the guest book where people are literally just walking up, signing their name, like like number one, this person, number two, this person. Then there's the guest book, which you might see that's like, maybe it's designed with like some of your engagement pictures in it or something. And people, you have some, some, uh, Sharpies there and people are like writing little messages and that kind of stuff. And then there's something that's even a different look. And it's maybe, uh, one photograph with like this huge mat around it. Right. Uh, and people are writing notes and that kind of stuff. Um, I would say that the guests don't care about any of those things, but you might like them in the future. So um, it depends if you want to hang up the picture on your wall. That's your choice. Right. Like your guests are not going to care if it's there or if it's not. They're not looking forward unless it's like out in the open or they like are walking right past it. You'll get a lot of traffic and, and people will sign it. But there nobody's seeking that out now i will say if it's important to you make it out in the open and front and center because you know one of the gifts that you know that i like about ours and we have a we just have a, a 10 by 10 um really cool one that we put out uh and it has some of our engagement pictures in it and lots of white space for people to write and it was really sweet 
we we got it after the wedding, flipped through it really quick, and then literally pulled it out four years later, which was like maybe a couple weeks ago. And my grandmother signed it. And I feel like I never saw it before. My grandmother's not with us anymore. And so like, that was like a little like sweet treat to to be able to see that that I loved, right? Um, so like I said, two perspectives there, a couple different options, but you know, your guests are not going to care about it. If it's important to you, make sure it's out and it's front and center so, because you right. care about it and you want people to interact with it. But I agree though, if you pulled that out and it was just like a bunch, like would you have even pulled it out if it was just a bunch of people's names written? Like you were pulling it no. out to sort of see the messages and the notes yep. they wrote for it's you. Like, she right? wrote, love you, yeah. Graham. And it's like, yeah. it's like oh, oh, Graham, you know, love you. Yeah. Awesome. Exactly. It's what it comes down to. Hey, oh, also too, if you've got one that's like a little bit more unique, um, I think it's also a good idea if you assign somebody, like especially if they're younger, I don't know. Anyway, you've probably got somebody on your list that you can think of to say as the night is sort of winding down, have that somebody go around to like the people that are sitting still at the tables and be like, hey, did you sign the guest book? Like maybe oh, bring it to them so that, that they can really partake in it. I love to, I, when I'm a, on weddings and I see the guest book hasn't really been um, done too much with it, I will always start bringing it around and being like, hey, do you want to sign this? They have this really cute thing. All you do is this. Here's a pen. Love that. And I just like stand back, let them do their thing and then get it to the next table. Cool. So fun stuff. That's okay. really sweet. Cool. On to our next thing. How about I take this one? You can okay. take this one. So guests will not care about your wedding party introductions. Nope. Dun, dun, dun. This might be controversial. Hear me out. Um, your guests are coming to see you and your partner and to celebrate with you and your partner. The people you've chosen to have in your wedding party are people that are really special to you, but probably your guests don't care about all that much. <gasps> right? So... When you're like thinking about how you want the the night to flow and go about all this um, and you're like, oh, well, we have to introduce our parents and our wedding party and then us. I challenge you to say, wait, do we need to introduce our wedding party? And maybe you do introduce them, but you go and, you know, you're Now's the wedding party. Like, and yep. here's the wedding party. All of, you know, Sarah and Jacob's favorite people. Let's give them a hand. Nobody cares about their names. Nobody I don't think, unless they are a very well-prepared wedding party, uh, every time that I see the wedding party coming up with the like last-minute things of like, okay, and then and then I'll twirl you and I'll pretend like I faint and then we'll like do a back-to-back -back Charlie's Angels. Like, guys, we've seen it. It's, yeah. it's just been done before. Uh, you know what? Take that 10 minutes of time that it's going to take to introduce everybody, put it someplace else. Yep. Yeah, a, a, good, you know a good rule is is go parents uh, – introduce yeah. both sets of parents and then you guys, yeah. right? And if you do the wedding party, like it's sweet to to say like, here's the wedding party. I love that. But I've definitely been seeing exactly what you said where they're just like, and now the wedding party. Woo! And everybody claps and, mm -hmm. you know, the wedding party comes in and they all dance together and be silly or whatever. And then they form a line and blah, blah, blah. And then the couple runs underneath them. But yeah, yeah. Uh, no, n nobody's going to care if they don't see any crazy things happening people spinning also who's listening at that point right Nobody. like the the dj or the mc is just rambling off names off a sheet like i don't know you know like i just you're just clapping unless you know the person and then you're like whoop, 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 go dan you know whatever it is you just <laughs> it is what it is so yeah, they're on. there for you as yep. the couple though know that okay next one next no, thing number, number seven. seven gone wedding cake 
See you later. No, <gasps> nobody. Yeah, I know. I know. Like wedding. I I, I see this all the How time. How dare you, I Daniel? See this, I, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I see this all the time on Pinterest and whatever. Check out this magnificent 15 tier wedding cake. And then I'm just like, that is all going to get thrown away. Like yeah. the amount of stuff, the amount of wedding cake that I see at like sitting on a table at the end of the night when I'm one of the last people to leave. Everybody else is gone. They've gotten on the trolley and it's literally the entire wedding cake just sitting there. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. Like if you really love cake, buy a sheet cake, put it in the back and then get like a sweet little like, I don't know, two tier something just for you to cut, cut the bottom one, put the other one in the freezer for the following year for a little bit of that simple fun tradition, keep it small and then have everybody get sheet cake or better yet, don't do any cake whatsoever. Do a little cake to cut and then have a bunch of petty fours. Is that the right word now? Like, did I use it right now? <laughs> yep. Good job. Yeah, yep. Thank you. Petty um, a whole bunch of petty fours and desserts. Oh, get a little tiramisu action out there. Maybe like a little, ooh, that'd be so delicious. Something. We're just, way too close little, to lunch to be talking about food. I know. Little, little <laughs> pies or little trinkets or a candy bar or whatever. Nobody eats the cake. Nobody. Right. And like when the cake comes out, right, and your guest serves cake, they go, oh, cake. I'm at a wedding. Makes sense, right? Yep. But imagine like, like Dan said, like something different, something cool. That's why cupcakes made a huge, they had a big moment, right? A few years ago because yep. it was just cool and different. Guys, it's the same thing as freaking cake. It's just in a different form and people went nuts over it. <laughs> Give me the cupcake. They, they lost their minds over <laughs> cupcakes, right? But hey, if, if you like cake, we're not knocking you. We just don't feel like you have to have cake if you really don't like cake, guys. I've it's got a, okay. I've got a mini it's still contest. a wedding. I've got a mini contest that I'm going to do with you right now. So we're going to go back and <gasps> forth and name some of the desserts that we've seen. So I'm going to start. Ready? <gasps> Donuts. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Oh. Are we getting like specific? Okay, yep. no, no. I'm, I'm ready. Go back I'm ready. And forth, I'm, ready. Okay? And then, oh, I'm sweating. I know. I know. I'm, this is sponta spontaneous. And Danielle's guys, freaking cry. out right now. Ready? Here we go. Ready? Set? Go. Uh, uh, donuts. Um, ice cream bar. Pies. L mini pies. Lemons. Mini pies. Yeah. Lemon squares. Petty fours. <laughs> That's cheating. Petty fours are like the general idea. It's like saying appetizers. Okay, fine. Keep going. Okay. Um, truffles. Like Bana little truffle bites. Uh, banana foster bar. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, um, churros. Like, oh. Like being fried. A churro station? That's pretty epic. Yeah. Um, I've also seen a uh, a breakfast bar with like with like pancakes uh, and <gasps> and and berries that you get to put on top of it. Yes. Oh, just fruit. That's just. Oh. Who doesn't oh. like fruit? Why? Well, uh, that's that's not. I that's, I really like fruit, so that's why. I, I feel like you're. Reaching, don't you're, knock my dessert. You're reaching a little bit now. Um, grandma's homemade cookie baked goods table. <gasps> Just cookies, right? How many times have we just seen table upon table of cookies? Oh, delicious. Okay. I feel now like that we... we've got everybody hungry. Yeah. Good job, us. Wait, there's... I feel like there's like, what are some like new trends that we can make sure we include here? Um, I'm, 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 donuts are starting to like, they've had their moment. They I, sort I mean, of had I've their I've seen like, like macaroon moment. trucks. That's a big one that I, I, yeah. I saw Ooh, that like twice yeah, yeah. the last two years maybe. I like an ice cream truck too. When an ice, ice cream truck cups. comes with the, like just like a bunch of different flavors and toppings and uh, oh, so you know, I mean, I've seen things that are like 
like they're almost skipping dessert completely and they'll well mm-hmm. i guess they sort of are but they'll put they'll bring out like a it's like a mini martini glass with like a small scoop of ice cream and like a mm-hmm. a strip of waffle right like and they'll bring that out Ooh. or or like uh or <gasps> like a small like a, a itty bitty milkshake with like a little tiny thing of fries next to it right like just these like, little so good milkshake and fries is such a good combination oh it's so good but like the best part is that it's like this you know it's like this one inch wide glass by like maybe three inches tall and there's like three fries in there but the ketchup is already in the bottom oh delicious (laughs) well so yeah wedding cake i love i would have loved to have (laughs) sit in that meeting like guys all right what's the next thing we're gonna do okay what if we do like milkshakes maybe we just put like the milkshakes in there or something like that but what we add a little bit of crunch to it you got if we add a little bit of crunch to it maybe that'll be a little bit good what if we just put fries next to the milkshake and then some guy was like what if we take ketchup and put it in the bottom so people don't have to dunk boom larry that's what you're here for Larry with the same. Nailed it. <laughs> anyway. Ah, <laughs> oh, Larry. Number All right. Eight. So, number eight. Uh, guests don't care about what you are wearing. Oh. Now. Wait. I said it. Wait. I said what? it, Dan. They, well, and if they do, that's their business, right? But I say you should wear what makes you feel good, mm. right? If you are wearing something, um, like if you think that everybody or your mom expects you to wear a ball gown, but you are a person who doesn't wear dresses even in your everyday life, why in the world would you take this very special day and choose to then wear a ball gown? Now, if you try on that ball gown and you go, I look mighty fine and I love how I look and feel, right? Go for it. But if you're like, this doesn't feel right, right? Guess what? It's okay. And if your guests do care about what it is that you're wearing, they don't get to come to your next party. <laughs> That's how I feel. Right? Yeah. And it goes to your your wedding party too, right? Let your wedding party wear what makes them feel good and matches, you know, the vibe of the event. But bridesmaid dresses don't need to match the dinner napkins and they don't need to all be the same styles. Chances are high that whoever you've got in your wedding party probably come in many shapes and sizes and we love them all the same, right? Yep. But when have you ever had one outfit look good on six of your best bri- of your best friends, right? Mm-hmm. It just probably doesn't happen. Yeah. So it's okay. It's okay to break the rules. It's okay to let people choose what they want to wear or give them a broader range of what it is they can pick from. But yeah, guests don't care if all your bridesmaids are perfectly matchy, 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 matchy. Yeah, speaking of matchy, matchy, one of the, I still remember this wedding. It was uh, October 13th, 2012, uh, Jess and Tony. And they, the bridesmaids all had different color weddings. So it was an October wedding, right? So everything, uh, she basically gave them the instruction to like go find a dress with like this sort of finish. I don't know what you'd call that. Like this sort of fabric, right? Um, okay. So they're all like a, like a, I don't know, maybe it'd be satin or like sort of shimmery, shiny, but it was all like pick a fall color. And that's all she said. And I, I know she had like a little bit of say in it, but she just said, right. find a dress that that's makes fair. you look good, makes you feel good. Um, if you want, send me a picture. And it, it like it came together beautifully. There was like a mustard looking color. There was like a green. There was a red. There was, you know, it's like all these different like very fall colors. And it looked amazing. And that's great, right? Because you say mustard and I immediately cringe because I know what I look like in mustard and it ain't cute, right? But everybody has different skin tones and different colors that they really feel like they look great in. Yep. And I just, again, I just stand by the fact that guests aren't going to care what you're wearing. 
Oh, this or is what your wedding party's wearing. Yeah, this is this is my favorite one because um, I'm a formality slasher. Uh, so number nine, number nine is one thousand back to back formalities. So we're gonna mm-hmm. do the. So what does that mean? So, yeah. so all right, so the formalities are typically what what people would say are like the introductions, the first dance, the parent dances, a blessing, the toast, cake cutting, shoe quiz, which is super silly. I've seen that one recently. Um, uh, a thank you speech before the dinner, um, you know, the garter bouquet toss, the blah, 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 all the stuff, right? Um, yeah, all the stuff. All the stuff. And I would say that you should only do what feels right to you. And that... I would say that like I love I love a good first dance. I love parent dances, but some but that's just me, right? Like I love to photograph that because those are emotional. But some people those things are not that important. So they don't do them, right? Right. And what we're saying is like you can still do these things. You can still do all these things, but do not pack them back to back to back to back to back to back to back. I've had couples say, Well, we just want to get it all in before dinner. It's not a great experience. At some point, your guests are gonna tune out. Right. They're just going to stop caring because they either want to eat dinner or they just had enough of that thing. You got to like sprinkle it in, give them something else, sprinkle some more in, give them something else. It's a balancing act. Right. And this is where, you know, if you've got a planner on your team or you're talking with your venue or your DJ or your band or whatever it is, they'll help you build that. But this mentality of we just want to pack everything in and get it over with. Don't do it then. So back to back formalities. Uh, one of the things that, so all right, we our priority when Rachel and I got married was the most free time for people, right? So that's how we decided what formalities we were going to do. Most free time for dancing or people catching up or sitting out on the deck and looking at the golf, you know, view thing, whatever. So we said, hey, all right, we're going to have introductions. We're going to have um, our uh, first dance, and then we're going to have toasts. Boom! Get everybody to sit down. And then have dinner and just feed people, right? Like, you know, high energy thing with introductions, kind of a sweet first stance that that I feel like kept people's attention. And then some like pretty natural, normal toast, nothing super crazy. One from, you know, my best man, one from Rachel's sister, um, and then one from me. Done. Now everybody sits down and eats. And then at the end of dinner, a signifier that dinner was done because people are starting to, you know, get a little antsy and whatever. So we had, I think we had like a soft cake cutting, not like a huge deal. Nobody, I don't think anybody got up for it. Uh, And then immediately after that, we had um, Rachel's dance with her dad and then my dance with my mom. And I told Wes, our DJ, I was like, the moment that my song ends with my mama, turn the music up. And that was basically the last formality that we had all night except for Mm -hmm. some slow dances and just partying um i'm not saying that's the right way to do it but it's like that's what matched the priority we had for our reception and and that priority was to just get people up and moving um you know and and having fun right and if you think about the formalities that you're doing um I would say, I would argue that you're probably doing those formalities more for you and the people directly involved than maybe for your guests. And that's okay, right? Yep. You you have every right to a first dance. You have every right to a dance with your parent. But your guests, unless they're really close to you or like really close to that other person, they're, they're only going to... Half keep- pay attention. Yeah, you're only going to keep their attention for so long. So if you do like a you know a minute or two for your first dance and then sit down and do something else, they're going to watch. But if you do 
like I said, the back to back to back stuff at a certain point, they're just going to start talking and it kills the whole vibe of whatever it is. And it's a bummer. Yeah. So my job is to look at people, right? Like my job is to capture, you know, reactions and that kind of thing. So one of the things that I will look for is like when the energy shifts in, in the wedding, right? Especially in those introductions, whatever you generally have people's attention through introductions. You generally have them pretty much through the first dance. If you do, I feel like if you do parent dances immediately after that, all the attention is gone right away. It's like, like, it's like I'm, I'm trying to look for people who are like, like really into the moment. And I can almost always get that for the first dance. Like people mm-hmm. just watching and like, you know, maybe they're thinking back to their own wedding or whatever. But like, I always get that for the first dance. As soon as those parent dances happen, if they're right after, almost always like, like, maybe like it drops off by like 50%, maybe more. If you do them towards the end of the, the dinner and you've kind of had this break, people are like, you know, kind of getting ready for the next part of the wedding. You've got their attention again because they've been fed. They've had something to drink. You know, they've had, they've had, they've gotten out all the conversation that they possibly could with the people at their table. Now it's time to get ready to do things and people, their attention shifts back to the wedding. So like these like little chunks are like breaking them up is much better. Like Danielle was saying, love that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. Last one. (laughs) And then we've got some things we do think you should do that your guests will care about. And one that I found in just about every article that I wholeheartedly, and I know Dan wholeheartedly disagrees with. So, um, number 10, last but not least, your guests won't care about meeting everyone and their brother in the receiving line. So your receiving line is typically that line that forms uh, maybe at your church or maybe at your just after your ceremony or just as guests are heading into cocktail hour where you have the couple standing there and sometimes their parents and sometimes your wedding party and all these people that guests as they arrive or depart have to go through and say, congratulations, nice to meet you. Thank you for, you know, all of the things. Yep. If you want to do a receiving line, make it just you and your partner. Maybe include your parents if they are involved in hosting the event and know that they want to be there. But please don't include everybody and their brother in this receiving line. Yep. You have um, a limited amount of time on your wedding day. Yep. And doing a receiving line is one way to thank everybody and and have that like one-to-one contact. But it's a little rushed and it's a little forced and it's maybe not the most uh, authentic or intimate, but it is one way to do it. However, if you, let's just use an example where you're having a church ceremony and it's like an hour long ceremony and then everybody is going to make their way out and you're going to do a receiving line out the door and then do some photos. If you have uh, 150-ish or more guests that receiving line, I promise you, leaving the church will eat up about 20 to 30 or more minutes Easily. of your day. Yep. Easily. It will not feel that way. You won't expect it. You'll be like, I've been to weddings before and it didn't take that long. Yes, it did. I promise you it did. You just weren't <laughs> standing there the entire time. You were either at the beginning or whatever. You probably weren't at the end because it's usually you know, closer family there. But yep. I promise you it will eat up so much of your time. And think about your guests. They're just waiting in line. Um, they're going to go through the line making these awkward, hi, 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 congratulations. We're so, you look beautiful. Thank you. Oh, hug. On to the next person. Ah, oh, it's, it's just brutal. what it is. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so there's a couple of different options, right? Like, I feel like you hear one of two things. Oh, we don't want to do receiving line, but we also don't want to spend a whole bunch of time during dinner going around to every single table, table to table. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I like this hybrid one. And I think that we've talked about this before. Is that like, like there are certain people who who kind of expect you to come up and say hi to them, and that's a little mm-hmm. bit of the older generation, right? Um, and and then there's the people who you know you're gonna see and catch up with on the dance floor or at the bar or whatever. At the bar. Yeah. yeah. That that's your friends. That's your cousins. Maybe. Maybe that's, you know, the uncle who's, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like, all right, you, you skip those tables, right? You skip the receiving line, you skip those going around to those tables of the young peeps. Um, and you just hit up a couple of the tables of the people who, you know, are going to appreciate that your parents' tables, godmother, yeah, your godmother, your grandparents, maybe some aunts and uncles. And now all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you've taken it from 10 tables or 20 tables or whatever down to like four or five. And you can have a little bit more meaningful interaction with each of those people. And you can have a little more fun and meaningful interaction with all the people on the dance floor then or at the bar or whatever it is and just be a little silly, you know, rather than rushing. Right. And we've also talked about like doing that and maybe also giving like a just nice, beautiful thank you speech to everybody there. There's ways around it. You can still be gracious hosts without doing this receiving line where everyone in your wedding party is standing in it. Okay. Right. Okay. So that Ooh, was good job. That, that was our ten things your guests won't care about. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. There's a lot of negative though. There's a lot of negative. So we need to <sighs> we need to throw some positive do's in there. Do do's. Well, do's. yeah. So do you want to talk about do you want to talk about the do do's, the things we think are good, or do you want to talk about the thing that um was in every article yes. we found? Let's do okay, that so first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as always, we do a lot of research, and we want to make sure that you know what we're sharing is. Like, it's, A, our opinion is important, but there's other opinions out there. And we just always like to make sure that things are as comprehensive as possible and as beneficial to you guys as possible. So one thing I, especially in particular, kept finding um, in every single, like, these are the things your guests won't care about was the first dance. Totally disagree. I was heartbroken to see that. Um, I mean, Dan, you even mentioned it as we were talking, right? Your your first dance, people are usually still very much in tune with it, right? Yeah, they're yeah. they're watching, they're engaged. They, it's this beautiful moment, right? And yep. I mean, if you don't like to dance, okay, then maybe you don't need to include that, or it could be this really short and sweet thing. Yep. But I just I wholeheartedly disagreed with that when I kept seeing it over and over again. All right, there are all right. So like I said, it's my job to literally watch people, to be a third party observer, to get. Um, in tune with like the energy of the wedding day and the energy of the people surrounding the couple. And I'll tell you, there's only one group of people who never watch the first dance. And that is the single mid to late twenties guys who are like the frat brothers of, uh, of the groom. That's, that, that's it. Like, like they're always they're catching the ones up. That are, they're let's standing just be at blood, the bar right? still. Like they're like, there to find somebody to go have a good time with later that night. Yes, hundred percent. They're like they're catching <laughs> up the table. They're the ones who are like being a little bit raucous, but everybody else is still way into the first dance. Um, you know, uh, all of the aunts are still looking at it, thinking about their own wedding. All the mom is like standing in the corner, just like, oh my god, there's my baby. Like everybody's still eating it up. Everybody still loves it. So if I, I, yeah, we wholeheartedly disagree that people are are that guests do not care about the first dance. One hundred percent disagree with that. Okay, so let's talk about some do's, some things that your guests will care about. Okay. So (laughs) we can't, 
we can't say this enough, right? It's it's always coming back to thinking about your guest experience, right? Yeah. Um, all guests, I would argue, care about food. Yes, Who, 100%. Have you ever gone to a party and was like, I hope there's not any food there, right? <laughs> right. At right. least snacks. <laughs> yep. I'll tell you, like as being somebody who's a picky eater slash, well, I guess you'd say just a vegetarian. When I see something <laughs> at um, at a wedding that's like, like I know that there's like some veggie options. Um, let, let me put it this way. I've been to a wedding where there was like no veggie options and it just felt it was a bummer, right? Like I, it comes with the territory. I get it. I know. And I'm not talking about working it. I, I'm talking about being a guest there, right? Like I bring my own food, generally speaking, when it comes to, you know, working somewhere. Um, but when it comes to being a guest somewhere and there's like good vegetarian options, good, like, you know, things outside the box for people who, you know, who, you know, might have some difficulty eating that like, that just speaks volumes to me. Cause it mean it feels like they were thinking about me realistically it could have just been one of the standard options on the wedding menu but but you know i love that when like it's like oh wow there's there's something that i eat here this is amazing i love this i'm gonna mm-hmm. eat this over and over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. you know so yeah all guests care about food many will care about drinks um and that comes in you know depending on whether you want to do a top shelf drink or just keep it simple but a lot of people care about that um yep. close second is definitely entertainment and comfort that's what yep. guests care about, guys. I'm yep. telling you, we've 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 beaten a dead horse with this at this point. But guests care about food, drink, comfort, and entertainment. You hit those four things, and again, you win. Yeah, but um, good. You're gonna say something? No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, so entertainment would be things like a band, a DJ, um, in a, a photo booth, uh, you know, I don't know, puzzles, games, whatever. Like, like I was at a wedding recently that, uh, I photographed and they had these various, um, uh, quizzes and things throughout the night. And like the, the winner or the raffles got to do something with the couple. It was super fun. That's so cool. I did one where every centerpiece centerpiece and bunny ears was a board game it was like a game that the guests at that table could play throughout the night they did um they brought in arcade games everything was just about fun um we didn't really do any dancing outside of like first dance stuff but we just had a playlist playing just for background music but everything was just about board games it was so it was so much fun i love that so yeah entertainment entertainment think of it yeah, it's a perfect example of like, you know, not having to make somebody do something that they don't want to do or or that's like a, it, it's really about them. Like, right. Like it's just it's all about them and creating an experience for them. Mm-hmm. That's what your guests care about is, you know, did I do I have a full belly? Did I have a good time? Was I comfortable? Like, was I sitting in this like very uncomfortable chair? It was pretty. But man, was it uncomfortable? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, think about guest experience. It's just what it comes down to. And guys, everything that we talked about in this episode, um, we we don't mean to knock it. And I guess maybe we sometimes get like a little bit silly or just like super honest with our opinions, yep. but they are exactly that. They are our opinions. And if it's something that they mean a great deal to you, you ignore us completely and do it wholeheartedly and absolutely do it. Just don't do it because you're doing it just cause, you know what I mean? Or like, well, I don't know, I guess, you know, every wedding I've been to has done a, a garter and bouquet toss. So I guess I got to do it too. Nope. Right. This is us giving you permission that you don't have to do that thing. Um, do the things that bring you joy and, and bring your, your party to a, uh, a level that, you know, your guests are going to appreciate and just have a great time, you know? Yep. Marie Kondo that. Yeah, Marie Kondo, that your wedding will be all the better for it if you do. We promise. So love that. Yeah. 
Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Put a Ring on a Podcast. Guys, before we wrap up this episode, we just want to take a moment to give like huge shouts and hugs and virtual high fives to all of our Patreon supporters. Your encouragement is the best thing in the entire world, and we're constantly blown away by your generosity. To join this fabulous community of ringers and help us reach our goals for the show, guys, check out patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I, like Put a ring on it. There's different options starting at just $1 a month and some really fun things waiting for you like video recordings, hangouts with Dan and I, and a place to have your wedding questions answered. Uh, if money's tight, though, we get it. That's all good. You know, Keep enjoying this podcast as our gift to you uh, as long as we need. Exactly. We still love you no matter what. And if you want some more details on anything that we talked about in today's episode, as always, you can find the show notes at putaringonitpodcast.com. And of course, you're more than welcome to connect with us on all the socials. I'm dpnak, D-P-N-A-K on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. And I'm at Daniel Moyer Photo on Instagram and Daniel Moyer Photography on Facebook and Pinterest. Guys, remember, we are here to help you. But no matter whose advice you follow or what decisions you make, know that your wedding is going to be amazing. Because you rock. Until next time, ringers. <laughs>